0: The Messengers are starting a new series on the gifts of knowledge and wisdom. They will be looking at scriptures that show how God distributes these gifts of the Spirit. Join them as we learn more about how important knowledge and wisdom are in our lives. Well, hello everybody, this is Marcus. And Trisha, And we are, of course... The messengers, right? As if you didn't know, you're tuning in, so you know now that we are the messengers.
1: That's right. It could be their first time.
0: I was wondering how many times we could say the messengers in our first minute. So if you're listening to the messengers,
1: right? And we are the messengers that give you the messages.
0: Okay, you're probably thinking these people are crazy <laughs> tuning out. So let's get let's get started on this new series. All right, Trish. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we're going to start a new series about wisdom and knowledge. Today, we're just going to look at some of the scripture about the difference between the two. So here's a story Marcus has found about the importance of knowing and understanding what is going on around us. All right,
0: everybody. So sit down. And this is this is a long story, but it's an interesting story. And yeah. um, <clears throat> the ending, really, stay to the ending for sure. <laughs> so this is really neat. So Uh, so what you don't know can get you hurt so in the old west in texas there once lived a mexican bank robber named jorge rodriguez he had been so successful that the texas rangers put a whole posse on his trail for months they tried to catch him and he slipped across the rio grande and finally a ranger cornered jorge in a saloon one night Quietly, the ranger slipped up behind Jorge and put his six-gun to Jorge's head. Then the ranger said, I know who you are, and unless you tell me where you've hidden that bank money, I'm going to blow your brains out. Pretty harsh words. Yeah. He was serious. Yeah. So there was one problem, though. Jorge did not speak English, and the ranger did not speak Spanish. Uh. So just then, an enterprising little fellow stepped up and said, Would you like for me to translate for you? And the ranger nodded. So the translator told Jorge what the ranger had said. Jorge was scared to death, and he said to tell the ranger he could have the money, but please don't pull the trigger. He told the translator exactly where the money was hidden, and then he begged for mercy. The translator took all of this in and then solemnly told the ranger, Jorge Rodriguez is a brave man. He said he's ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> when I it's said terrible. enterprising little, little, little man, yeah, we were, yeah, he was enterprising. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's, that can really hurt you, though, if you oh, don't absolutely. have that wisdom.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's also possible that what you don't know spiritually can get you hurt. That's why God gave us the gifts of wisdom and
0: knowledge. All right, so a definition uh, of knowledge is the ability... To state facts about something. Wisdom is the ability to take those facts and apply them to life. And a simple analogy might help here. You think? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) let's look at it this way. So in medical science, the research scientist might discover the facts, but the physician puts them into use. That's good. And one more example would be like, well, in a Sunday school class, a teacher might have thoroughly researched the facts and communicated them with... While someone else in the class might say, hey, do you know what this means we ought to do? That's right. Yeah.
1: Some people, when they hear that wisdom, um, when they hear that knowledge, they can uh, just have the wisdom instantly to know how to put that knowledge into practice. And we
0: call that an aha moment, don't we? We do. (laughs)
1: We have several aha moments. We do. (laughs) So here's another example. Jesus was noted for his wisdom as early as age 12 when he talked with the temple elders. Wisdom was also a characteristic of Jesus, according to Luke 2, verse 40 and verse 52. On some significant occasions, Jesus demonstrated his wisdom and knowledge. He knew the scriptures, and he knew how to apply them.
0: All right, so let's look at those two scriptures out of Luke. This is this first one is Luke 2, verse 40. And uh, these are going to be out of the English Standard Version Bible. All right. So Luke 2:40 says, "And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him." And then in Luke 2 verses verse 52, once again out of the English Standard Version, it says, "And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man."
1: That's right. And there are plenty other um, verses in the Bible that talk about how wisdom and knowledge with Jesus and, and mm-hmm. things that he did. So, right. So these were just two of the ones that we found. <laughs> two of the ones. Two of wow. The, okay. <laughs> All right. So compare this to Acts 6, verse 3. We are to recognize men with this wisdom as leaders in our churches today.
0: All right. So this is Acts 6, 3 out of the English Standard Version again. Therefore, brothers... Pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. All right, so 1 Corinthians explains the different gifts of the Spirit that we have. So let's look at this. It's 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4-11, through and this is out of the NIV, which is the New International Version. It says, There are four different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. To another, gifts of healing by that same one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one of the same Spirit. And He distributes them to each one, just as He determines.
1: That's right. There's a lot of stuff in there, and we encourage you to to go back and read some of those.
0: To and see don't go what... back and take that little part that I just read and slow it down where I'm saying, <laughs> not, that, not that kind of slowing down. But yeah. <laughs> listen to it and really yeah. kind of open your Bible. Mm-hmm. And once again, that's 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 11. And really kind of dig deep into that one.
1: Yeah. Search that one out. That's that's an amazing. So we need to remember that if we have one of these gifts at some point, that doesn't mean you're never going to have another gift. So as it says in verse 11, these were made available just as he determined. So some people will obviously persevere in one of these gifts, but that doesn't mean that they are not unable to work in another one. So for example, if you have the gift of wisdom in a situation, that doesn't mean you can never have the gift of knowledge in another one. So let's look a little closer at these two gifts. All right. So, a good use of the gifts. Many of our finest Sunday school teachers, preachers, and professors make good use of these gifts.
0: Right. So, what are the marks of those with the gift of knowledge? So, let's look at a couple of different ways Yeah. Uh, that w- we can determine if they have knowledge. Uh, one of them is, that, and this is by all I mean, this is only four of four yeah. that we came up with, but... There's many, many more. Yes. So, but these are just some of the some of the one just four four ways that you can tell somebody has knowledge. One is that they enjoy deep Bible study. Another is that they are intrigued with certain passages, and often they have a love for languages, yeah, like different languages. Yeah. They research the Bible in a desire to know as much as they can, and uh, the last one we have here is that they occasionally find treasures the rest of us miss.
1: That's right, because we're, they're so focused. They want to know more and more and more. They're very hungry for the word, and, and that's where that knowledge comes in. They want to know more and more and more. So let's look at some of the marks of those with the gift of wisdom. And again, these are just a few things that we found. This is by no means what you can uh, judge yourself or judge anyone else by. This is just an example. So they can intelligently and compassionately apply the scriptures. They can size up many situations quickly and say, Here's what the Bible says about that. Often they can handle difficult problems which crop up in the church by quoting a spiritual principle. They can cut through all the talking and show what the real issue is. And they can make you think. (laughs)
0: Hmm.
1: (laughs) So do you possess the gift of knowledge or the gift of wisdom? You should develop that gift if you have the potential for that gift. God has given you that gift in order to serve Him in His church. And like we said, like we read in 1 Corinthians, there's all kinds of gifts. It's not just wisdom or knowledge. So some of you are obviously going to be stronger in one area of those gifts. That's just how God created us. So when you find out what your main gift is... You need to pursue that and follow that because that's what God has given you. And that's what he needs from you to do his will. Amen. You can always ask God for wisdom. If you feel you don't have wisdom in a certain area or or you're just seeking for more insights, just ask him. He loves to give us the gifts to help further his kingdom right I mean, he loves
0: that all right so let's look at a couple of scriptures uh, out of one's out of James and one's that one is out of Job both of these are out of NIV so James 1 verse 5 says if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask god who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you Another thing about wisdom is, is that it comes with age. That's right. I found you? this out myself. You know, I thought I knew everything when I was a kid. But, oh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> little did I no. know, right? All right, so Job 12:12 12, 12, out of the NIV again. Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding?
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so some people, especially the younger generations like we were talking about, they don't understand how important history is. Because we learn so many things to do and what not to do. <laughs> people have shown good examples of of those things in the past. But the older generations have seen the good and the bad things. And they now have the wisdom of the lessons they learned. So we should never discount the wisdom of the people who have gone before us. Right. And that's spiritually and um, in the real world. Physically. Yeah, yeah, physically too, yeah. In 1 Corinthians, we see that the Bible states the obvious, <laughs> but it is still there to remind us that even God's worst is better than our best.
0: All right, so let's look at 1 Corinthians 1, verse 25 out of the NIV. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. You know, like God's God's weak, <laughs>
1: No, but, but I mean that was just an example. Right. You know, he was just trying to make his point. Right. Right. You know, no matter what you think, God's <laughs> in control, and he's he's way smarter and can do better things than you.
0: I like playing the dumb one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, something we talk about all the time is watching our words. This is something that's very big on our hearts. We need to think before we speak, and often we need to pray before we open our mouth and yeah. speak. We need to be able to distinguish between our knowledge and God's knowledge.
0: Yeah, an amen right there. Yes. All right, so let's look at Psalm 37, verse 30 out of the NIV. It says, For the mouths of the righteous utter wisdom, and their tongues speak what is just. That's good. And then Proverbs three seven out of the N I V says, "Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil."
1: That's right. So when people get the feeling of, "Oh, I know this, and I, you know, I'm so strong. I can do whatever I want," and that's that's not true. You know, you you don't need to be wise in your own eyes. That that's not the real truth. If you think you're so smart, we obviously stated before, God is smarter. Right. <laughs>
0: And the, the, the last thing God ever wants to hear is, don't worry, God, I got this. <laughs> That's no, right. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no.
1: So if you please God as a believer, then he'll give you wisdom, knowledge, and even happiness. You get joy when you um, receive revelation from God and things like that. It's, it's just a joyful thing. And he's more than willing to get good gifts. To those who ask, like we mentioned before, if you want wisdom, ask for it, and he'll show you. We see in Ecclesiastes this very truth promised, but it comes with a warning
0: as well. (laughs) Danger, danger, warning! (laughs) All right, so Ecclesiastes 2.26 out of the NIV states it this way. To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth, to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless and chasing after the wind.
1: Yeah, um, that last sentence, Solomon was a little up and down in Ecclesiastes, but (laughs) very true in what he said. God gives wisdom and knowledge and happiness. and, And he will give to the person who thinks they have it all, like we just said, I got this, God. He'll take away from all the work that they've done and give it, to the people that he loves and that can use all that all that talent.
0: Right, it just reminds me of that that story that Jesus told about, uh, you know, the he, the the master gives the talents to the three different people. Yeah. And then the one person he gives the least to, he was afraid of the master and said, "I buried this. I didn't make any money off it for you, but here it is, right back to him." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No." No, no.
1: That's not the point. You missed the the point. point.
0: Right. So he gives that one talent to the guy that gave him the most back. Yeah. And, you know, but he he didn't labor. He didn't do anything for him. So God just took it away. That's right. Yeah.
1: That can happen. Well, Proverbs 14 tells us a lot about wisdom. But in verse 1, it tells us that a wise woman has her house in order. And some people will take that literally, but it's not meant literally. It's, this is not just talking about a woman in a house, rather a believer in their spirit.
0: Right. All right, so let's look at Proverbs 14.1. This is out of the NIV. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. That's right.
1: And spiritually. Spiritually, <laughs> yes. And you can tell this difference between the wise and the mockers. Because they would avoid the wise. The mockers and the slackers, they don't want to have anything to do with wisdom. Right. Because they're just having too much fun in this world.
0: Right. All right. So Proverbs 15, 12 out of the NIV says, Mockers resent correction, so they avoid the wise. Exactly right. what you just said.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Go figure. Wow. Amazing.
0: <laughs> and then Proverbs 1, 7 also out of the NIV says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction.
1: That's right. That's one thing I never want to hear God say is, you are foolish. (laughs) You're acting like a fool. Never want to hear that. But when we hear and accept good advice and discipline, we need to heed it so that it will help us.
0: That is correct. That is correct. I agree.
1: I'm glad you agree because it's the truth.
0: Let's back that up with some scripture though, okay? Let's do it. Proverbs 19.20 out of the NIV says, Listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end you will be counted among the wise.
1: So, we are all blessed when we seek out wisdom and knowledge.
0: So, Proverbs 3.13 out of the NIV, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding.
1: See, I told you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And God said it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we're going to take a deeper look into wisdom and knowledge in this series. But for now, we just kind of wanted to introduce these wonderful gifts and insights. So stay tuned for more on these two truths.
0: Right. As we end our show today, we would like to give you, the listener, the choice to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you have never done this. Now, this is the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. God's Word promises it like this. In Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, it says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Then a couple of lines down in Romans 10, verse 13, it says, For whosoever, that's everybody, I don't care. Everybody's a whosoever. That's right. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So by his grace, God has already done everything to provide salvation. Your part is simply to do two things. You just have to believe and receive. You don't have to go out there and, and make these huge changes. Because once you believe and receive, the changes will start to come. You don't have to go out and make yourself right with God. You come to him just as you are. And he'll clean you up. We're like, we're like fish getting ready to be eaten. So when you, when you catch a fish, you've got to clean it.
1: That's right.
0: And then, and then you, you take all the scales off, you clean it, you, take, you, you gut it. Mm-hmm. Not to get too graphic, but anyway. <laughs> and then you, you can cook it up. Mm-hmm. But just as that you do that, God does that to us, but he doesn't gut us. He just cleans us up. Yeah. He sh- as we read the Word, we find out how to be clean. We find out what we must do. We don't have to earn salvation. It's already been found for us. It's already been paid for by Jesus on the cross. right. So if you would believe and receive the day to change your life, your eternal address, I want you to pray this out loud with me, and it must come from your heart. So pray this. Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. So the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus Christ, The truth of His Word will instantly come to pass in your spirit. And now that means you're born again, and there is a brand new you. Now, if you missed any of that, you can always go to our website, themessengersradio.com, and we have a couple new buttons up there. Uh, One of them is your prayer for salvation, which is basically what I just read to you. Yes. Uh, We've been following this from Andrew Womack's book for many, many years, and we have found that it, it works. You know, it's exactly what the word says. Uh-huh. So it's not something that we're trying to tell you. Right. It's what, the, it's what God's trying to tell us. How do you become saved? You believe and receive. You confess with your mouth. Yeah. You, you repent. Mm-hmm. You know, repent means to turn away from doing what you've been doing. And God will, God's got you. Mm-hmm. We don't got it, God. God's got us. That's right. <laughs>
1: so. And he takes us from where we are. Right. So no matter no matter where we are, if we're down, so low, sunk in the depths, you know, that we think, oh, God could never help me or he'd never right. love me. That's that's just not true at all. He no. loves you, and he wants to pick you up and clean you off, like we said.
0: Right, and it doesn't matter what you've done. No. You know, if Hitler would have confessed Jesus as his Lord and Savior, God would have received him. That's
1: right. And we don't know. He may have.
0: <laughs> but even the worst war criminal, even the worst person in the world, if they change, they they confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior, God accepts them. So if he can accept them, he can accept you. That's right. So if you have prayed that prayer, we would love for you to go to our website at themessengersradio.com, click in that contact button and let us know. We would love to hear from you, and we would love to be able to help you in any way that we can, whether it be through sending you a Bible, or uh, giving you a Bible study, some, some way to continue, we love doing that. We need, you need to be discipled yes. after you become a Christian. It's not just say that and you're done. That's right. You've got to learn because just as our, our logo says on our website, we're here to teach others to teach others. Yes. So we need to teach you how to teach other people as well. And the only way you're going to find out how to do that is through the Bible. Mm -hmm.
1: And we also encourage you to find a local Bible-believing church right? so that you can get around others and learn some wisdom and knowledge from the people that are there. Amen. And they will teach you, and, and you'll grow.
0: Yep. All right. So that was the end of this first episode. We have another episode that we're going to be putting up sometime soon on wisdom and knowledge so it's basically a part two to this yes but we look forward to that one and we look forward to hearing from you guys yes you guys have a blessed day
1: amen we love you bye
0: (laughs) thank you for listening to the messengers today We hope this episode has been a blessing to you and that it's encouraged you to go out and read the Bible to find out who you are and what the Bible says about you. You can join us on our website at www.themessengersradio.com for previous episodes. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. Simply look for Messengers Radio.